is Pitcast. Hello, my name is Craig Griffiths, my co-host is Justin Blackett, and you're listening to the 15th episode of Pipcast, a podcast for ODPs and the theatre world. For those of you returning listeners, welcome back. We've got a fantastic show in store for you today. And for anyone who's new to Pipcast, welcome. You found us. Well done. Um, if you want to head back to our website, www.pipcast.co.uk, hit any of the social media links on there if you want to get in contact with us, or if you just want to check out our podcast you can check out uh, the podcast on the website itself or just head to spotify google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, or any good podcasting platform and you'll find us on there just search for pipcast so what's been in the news this week well we've had the return of the uh, bbc uh, series surgeons at the edge of life uh, on bbc and on channel five the operation live series that's been quite successful it's hosted by nikki campbell um has been going on and it's been giving the the public uh, a fantastic look into our world into the theater world into what we do in our in our jobs and lives um very interesting. I, I did a live tweet episode. Um, we, we live tweeted uh, the episode on the scoliosis surgery, had some great feedback, had some great chat with the public, lots of people who had had the surgery who were talking about their experiences of that. Um, and it's just really interesting to see how interested the public were. If you are ever watching uh, any of these events um, and are on social media, I I, I definitely urge you to have a look and and just see what questions are being posed out there by the public because they are genuinely interested in our roles and our jobs um and i've had some fantastic conversations you can check out on the um on our on our twitter page at odp pipcast uh, you can see the conversation we've had with with people who just want to know a bit more about what we do and, and they do find it fascinating because our job our job really is fantastic it really is interesting um so it was a great way to showcase um us as a profession um slightly disappointingly and this was pointed out by tony jeremy to nikki campbell who responded in kind actually um is that there wasn't much of a feature of the odp in fact there wasn't much of a feature of the anesthetic team apart from the anesthetist you would almost think the anesthetist just worked by themselves in fact um such was the coverage they gave to the anesthetist um uh, lots of props were given to the scrub team and the surgical team and that's always good uh, the fact that those surgeons there were acknowledging the skills of the surgical team um, but again ODP the profession was missed out until the final episode I believe um, which I didn't actually catch um, uh, but I'm sure the the gentleman who involved who was the ODP there uh, gave himself gave a great account of himself and gave a great account of the profession but um, we really need to start I guess breaking down these barriers in media in particular very soon this is the start and as long as we start as practitioners engaging during social media um, when these events are happening then the message will get out there Um, not only that we've got ODP day coming up Um, 14th of May if you haven't got anything booked start thinking about it now do an event Think about where you're doing these events. Local shopping centres, local museums, um, local uh, youth centres, schools, wherever you can do, wherever you can go, you can influence um, and and instruct and inform the public, the general public about us and raise our awareness as a profession. Please do it. 
If you are getting involved in something for ODP Day, we would love to hear from you. We will be doing a special ODP Day episode. It will be our last episode of the series. Um, and we would love to have it packed with the content that you guys have provided us. So please get in touch. Email any clips. Please record what you do on the day or if you um, record anything over the radio. Please let us know what it is. Uh, record any video. Send it to us. And send us an email, odppipcast at gmail.com. Or send us links through social media. So at odppipcast if you're on Instagram or Twitter. And just search for Pipcast on Facebook. We would love to hear from you. Uh, time now for an update on our ongoing situation where we're trying to get our answers uh, for you guys, the membership, the future membership, um, uh, and, and trying to find more about our governing body. So in terms of the Association of Peroctive Practice and the College of Operating Department Practice, um, we sent out a few weeks ago, uh, we sent out emails with the same list of questions for each organisation to answer to us. Um, uh, AFPP are lining something up, we should have that. Um, uh, as we are winding down on this season, we may not be able to feature that and we want to feature both of them together. Um, we will hopefully get that featured probably at the start of next season. Um, however, we had some more news on the CODP. They got back to us pretty quickly, actually, initially when we sent the email, but we had nothing in the following couple of weeks. But um, I called up the CODP uh, a couple of days ago, and uh, they are going to chase up with the council, and hopefully we should get a response from them very soon, which would be great. We'd love to hear from the CODP, love to hear what they've, um, uh, their details for, for members to help members get involved, help mem members um, uh, get reinvigorated and want to join and want to bring the profession forward. So look forward to hearing from the CODP, but that's our update on that situation so far. But on to the main bulk of today's episode, and it's a fantastic episode, so we should get to it relatively quickly. We've talked about doing this episode for a very long time, and actually, it, partly due to our schedule and partly due to uh, the person in question schedule, it's taken a while to track her down. But we're very happy to have her on the show. Um, she is the president of the AFPP, who's just started her role uh, in January, um, has been, by the looks of it, particularly on Twitter, um, in terms of what she's been doing for the AFPP and on, on behalf of ODPs, she has been absolutely non-stop. But we're really happy to talk to uh, Tracy Williams today. So here's my interview uh, with Tracy Williams. Right, so on the show now, uh, we are delighted to have uh, a monumental uh, moment within uh, the operating theatre world in that the AFPP, uh, for so long as part of its organisation, has, um, has had a president who has always been uh, part of the nursing profession. And now we have a champion who's straddling both sides of nursing and ODP, probably me and Justin have always referred to her as possibly the chosen one, the truest um, AFPP <laughs> president that could be. We're very delighted to have Tracy Williams on the show. Thank you very much, Tracy. How are you? Thank you. I'm great. That's a fantastic introduction. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so 
you you are president, but let's let's go let's go further back before we get to where you are now. And how did you come to be dual registered? All right, interesting story. So I started my career in healthcare um, way back after leaving school. Mm-hmm. Um, I became a healthcare assistant. Um, so started um, at the very bottom of the ladder, as it were. Yeah. Um, was always passionate about delivering care to patients and so decided to do my nurse training Um, and in then days it was the old-fashioned school of nursing so I did the old RGN training um, which allowed me to work on the wards and I did all the usual um, nursing medicine surgery a bit of paediatrics in those days um, and eventually settled into theatre as a nurse Um, while I was there though um, I decided I was passionate about theatre nursing, absolutely loved it, so I wanted to do qualifications to enable me to do it to the best of my ability. So I started doing a diploma in nursing, and part of that was to do my scrub practitioner, scrub nursing course. Mm-hmm. So I got my diploma and my scrub nursing course, and then thought, do you know what, I want to do even more, not just <laughs> scrub, I want to do anaesthetics. So I approached my manager um, and said, would they help and fund and support me to do the anaesthetic nursing course? Um, my manager at the, mo- uh, the at that time was actually um, Claire Campbell, and she was um, a member of what was then NATN. And she said, "Well, we're actually considering putting two um, staff members, nurses, through the ODP training um, to get them fully qualified in all aspects of theatre care. Mm. Would you be interested?" So, absolutely, yes, definitely, snapped it up. So, I did my ODP training. Um, that was NVQ then, yeah. um, so I then became dual registered, and I did sort of consider at that point, do I stay with one qualification, one, yeah. regist- one lot of fees, or do I keep them both? And to be honest, I worked really hard for both my qualifications, I value both my qualifications, and I think I've got a got- lot to give to both professions, so I stayed on both registers and have been since then and continue to do so. I've got the hassle of dual validation, I've got the hassle of dual fees, but for me, it's worth it. Fantastic. And you've got all those extra letters now, because you've got, so you've got RGN, your ODP, uh, I imagine, have you got your masters as well, because you're a lecturer as well, aren't you? Yeah, so I, I'm a glutton for punishment. Yeah, exactly. Academia, it just really <laughs> appeals to me. So I went on to do my degree in nursing and really, really proud that I got a first-class honours degree yeah. um, while working full-time, while bringing up a young family. So it was a hard trek yeah. and then went on to do a master's in education. So, yeah, um, it's never stopped, really. Fantastic. Um, and... So what? What? So obviously, you you started your journey. You're, you're in theatres. You now are an ODP. When did you come to joining the AFPP, um, and how did that journey towards pump becoming a president uh, of the AFPP start? Right. Well, again, as I say, when I first joined theatres, mm. um, it was called NATN in them days, and Claire Campbell was on the board, and she was my manager, and she was absolutely passionate about it. And in her induction speech to me, she was selling me the benefits of being a member of NATN. Um, and I just thought, all oh, right, yeah, fine, fair enough, I'll join up. Went along to what were then the branch meetings, and the closest to me, I lived in Lancaster at the time, the closest branch was Preston. So it was a fair travel, 30 miles. Mm-hmm. But I thought, I'll go along, I'll see what they've got to offer. And again, once I got to the branch meetings, saw what they were doing, the support for each other, the networking 
the education they offered, I went along regularly. And before I knew it, um, I was branch secretary. So getting quite involved at an early stage. And then obviously um, NATN expanded. They they realised there's more than nurses in theatre. We need to sort of embrace everybody. So ODPs, HCAs, yeah. students, anybody who's in theatre needs support. So they re-imaged, rebranded and became Association for Perioptive Practice, which encompasses everybody. So they changed from branches then to regions. So yeah. for a little while, I dropped out of the loop because while they were reconfiguring and re-establishing themselves, um, I stepped away a little bit while they re-sorted. Um, and then I joined the regional team, which again was based in Preston, um, and again, just joined as an ordinary member, going along to meetings, seeing what they had to offer. And by then, I was getting involved in education, so I became the educational officer for the region. Yeah. Um, that lasted for quite a while, and that was involved in arranging study days, looking at what education was needed, liaising with members. Um, I then became the regional lead, and around about the same time, there was an advertisement for the Governance Committee of AFPP. AFPP has got a really robust governance structure to make sure that everything they do is above board, it's right, it's compliant with legislation, yeah. the finances are all in order. And the Governance Committee comprises of the trustees, um, non-elected trustees and ordinary members. So I applied for that, got accepted onto governors, and that was a real eye-opener for me about what goes on at AFPP. Yeah. And that stoked me up even more. I just thought, do you know what? I really want to be a part of this organisation. So I became volunteer um, helper at conferences and congresses, study days, any opportunity I could to give back to AFPP, I was in there. And then obviously the trustee um, elections came round as trustees we sit for three years with the potential to sit for a further three years if the membership want that mm -hmm. they feel you're doing a good job they yep. will say yes carry on um, so the then trustee had stepped down they'd served their six years um, an opening came available so I put my hat in the ring for election um, was successful which I was shocked but absolutely delighted <laughs> so I became a trustee um, once you're a trustee, as an elected trustee, you then have potential to become president. Yep. So how that works is the board, they will look at the trustees. P trustees who wish to go on to be president will say, I wish to be nominated. Yep. The trustees will then vote on who they want to be the vice president. Yep. And the vice president then automatically goes into being president. So it's all open. It's all... Um, Everybody has a chance, yeah. um, and that's how it happened, really. Yeah. So, so, me, so me as a yeah. member would be able to either become a president or at least would at least have a say in who eventually will be my president of the AFPP. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you do that. So what happens is, as a member, you vote in your trustee, Yeah. and then you liaise with your trustee, you discuss with your trustee, the trustees are open to discussion, and it's a bit like... MPs, I guess, really. Yeah, you yeah. tell them they're your voice on the board. Mm. Um, and but for me, the trustees voting for president and vice president, it's a very open process because they see how the trustees work. They see what their skills are, what their strengths are, what Absolutely. they're bringing to the 
board. Yeah. So they have a really close working relationship. So they know who's going to be in the best position to be the next president. Yeah. This is uh, it's really interesting. I actually didn't know about the trustees having a having a six year maximum term that's obviously that must allow um allows a pp to evolve it's not that those people couldn't be good and be be trustees for longer than six years but actually it kind of forces afpp to evolve with new ideas and new people um every term doesn't it really absolutely it brings new blood new ideas it gives everybody an opportunity and a chance to be part of the board of afpp and to take AFPP in different directions and yeah. um, for me that's a real asset to our organization and as I say you stand for you sit for three years and if the membership feels you're not fulfilling your role you're not committing you're not doing what they require they are fully entitled to say actually no we don't want you to do another three years so it, it's very much down to the membership Absolutely. Um, it can have disadvantages. I've come across other organisations where people are there for longer, so their faces become more well known on the circuit. Yeah. But I still believe ours is the way to go. That we, the new ideas, the fresh ideas, it keeps it all alive. We're not static. Yeah, and 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 as part of your role, obviously, you mentioned that you were vice president, so you were you had an I guess an apprenticeship, and that was under the previous president Adrian, Adrian Jones. How how was that kind of apprenticeship role? How was it being vice president? You know, were you were you really given that time to kind of learn the ropes and and find out what was going to be expected of you in the in the coming years? Yeah, I mean, it's really good. I mean, as vice president, it's a really good backup for the president because. Yeah. We're all we're one person. We're volunteers. We do this in our own time. Although when you become president, we do get a day a week to do the president's role from your employers, and okay. that's um, reimbursed from AFPP. That one day, which oh, wow. is fantastic. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if all other organisations do that, but you need that. There is so much to do. Absolutely. Um, I actually need more than one day. But having <laughs> a vice president to fall back on because I'm one person. I can't be everywhere and do everything. Yeah all the time um, so having a vice president is it's a real support for the president but it also it's good preparation for you as vice president you do see what's expected and you are getting known so although you're only president for two years yeah you two year running where you're making connections you're networking you are getting seen and people are getting to know you so when you do become president it's not yeah. you're not going in there with no knowledge no understanding of processes and yeah. things and and what and so what is what is it so you you you, you obviously adrian had at conference kind of uh, stepped down not long after after the last conference you became the new president you know what's that first day like what's expected you know i always think about you know um prime ministers they go you know straight away they go into downing street and that's it they're prime minister that you know how does it work for an AFPP president, that first day you're, you're, you are president, it does, is the yeah, phone the constantly, thing, constantly ringing? January, so it's, 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 it's a perfect timing, actually, because <laughs> I don't know if you're like me, yourself, with all these resolutions Absolutely. and intentions. Yeah. So being president was very similar, really. Yeah. Um, Adrian gave me a fantastic handover. He gave me a written crib sheet of tips, hints, <laughs> things that were ongoing that I needed to pick up and continue with. Perfect. There is still some overlap, so he's still continuing in his chair of the Perioperative Care Collaborative, yeah. because he was already there, he was established, and that's a nice smooth running. Yeah. But what I've done this time is, I've asked Julie Pierce-Jones, who's yeah. my vice 
confident to go along to the meetings now so that when Adrian does step down, she will smoothly transition into that. Fantastic. And I think that's really important. That overlap really helps. Yeah. Um, so there was stuff that was already going on that Adrian's handed over to me to continue with. Yeah. But I've got all my own ideas as well. And Dawn was just saying to me yesterday, you've gone off guns blazing. You've really embraced this. And there's so much I want to do. Mm. I'm just, I've got two years to do it. So I have gone off like a, a bullet out of a gun. Um, and I hope to keep up that momentum. Um, but yeah, it's a lot busier than I ever anticipated. Because I do remember thinking, gosh, what am I actually going to be doing but there's, I'm attending meetings, there's papers to read, there's um, consultations to do, um, presenting, there's just so much. Getting to know everybody at headquarters. Mm. The first month I went up there on my AFPP day and spent the whole day in headquarters and just went round each member of staff, seeing what they do, getting a feel for what they do, getting to know them, um, what are their pressures, what are their aspirations so i want to be a very contactable president yeah yeah and well i mean you're, you're showing it you're giving us an interview that's very can't get more contactable than that um <laughs> and um you know so you you obviously said you've had a plan we've we've seen your um presence and afpp really pushing the the smoke plume agenda and everything like that do, do you have like a not a, maybe not a five point plan but do you have like a a top five things that you're willing to tell us that's kind of within your plans for the next couple of years yeah that, maybe not top five yeah one that the top of my agenda yeah. and it sort of ties in with me being a multi-professional really yeah i really want to break down these barriers and these silos that exist in theater mm. i think everybody and my, my opening statement my opening address in the journal sort of touched on this we've got different qualifications in there we've got different roles in there and we should rightly be very proud of our qualification yeah as an odp be proud of that as a nurse be proud of that as a HCA, be proud of that but I want us all to not work against each other because I think there is still sometimes a little bit of that goes on let's work collaboratively let's be perioperative practitioners yes I'm still a nurse yes I'm still an ODP but I'm a perioperative practitioner let's break down these barriers these walls and if I can achieve that by the end of my presidency, make everybody in theatre feel valued, worthwhile and respected I'll have done my job I think wow. that's my top goal I mean that's a, that's a hell of a time I mean you that is breaking what 30 40 years of 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 no. of, of I mean I, I don't know if the Good Friday agreement was more achievable than what you're asking for there but uh, it's um I'm realistic it's, as well it's and a noble goal in two years it's going to be a mammoth task. But if I can just set us on the right path and set the seeds... Absolutely. ..and instilling my vice president to continue this. And Julie and I have got a fantastic relationship. That's we are great. a really good duo and we are very similar in our outlooks. Obviously, we do have differences, but I'm confident she will continue my legacy when I've gone, long after I've gone. Fantastic. And, and obviously, as part of the role, I mean, that's great that you're taking it on. As part of the role... Um, you're the representative for AFPP, uh, you know, not just around um, the different regions, but obviously around the world. Um, you're, I imagine you are starting to rack up the air miles with um, all of the engagements that you might now have to do as president of the AFPP. How has it been sort of going to those events? Um, and, and if there is a weight of responsibility, how, has, how have you managed to sort of put that on your shoulders? How, how have you dealt with that? 
That's a great saying. I love that. No, and and, yeah. and that is fantastic. And, and the second part was about the responsibility. Yes. Um, yeah, I realise, and I'm a, and I'm ambassador for uh, AFPP, but for UK nursing and UK ODPs. So it is a responsibility. But I'm a passionate believer in facilitating. I see leadership not as doing everything myself, but facilitating. Yeah. And I'm very keen to get the rest of the board. We've got quite a new young board, new yes. trustees on board, a lot of ODPs on the board, as, as well as nurses. And I want to find out what each of their strengths are, what their passions are, and then delegate to them a responsibility, a task to take us forward um, to meet my, my goal, really. Yeah. Um, I am keen to do that and I'm in the process of doing that and as I say they all are very very keen they're stepping up to the mark without fail so so that's good I've got a very strong relationship with the CEO Dawn and a very strong relationship with my vice president so they are very good sounding boards Mm -hmm. Um, if I want to pass something by them before I say or do they are brilliant at sort of reflecting back to me yeah Um, and have you have you had any have you had any international faux pas yet anything where you've maybe uh, done a bit of a, a a prince philip or anything like that where you've maybe done something where you're like oh i wish i wish i hadn't said that or 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 um i don't know shook someone's Not hand international at faux pas yeah. i think the first faux pas i did um <laughs> and it was in my initial writing piece for the journal okay. in my enthusiasm and my keenness as president i totally overlooked publicly thanking adrian for what he'd done <laughs> i mean we'd done it at headquarters and i'd done it personally and we'd had a meal with him and a little yeah. gift and all of that that goes on but it was all behind closed doors and a a member pointed it out on one of the forums the facebook forums and then she emailed headquarters and i felt absolutely mortified it was like you just shoved him off stage as soon as possible (laughs) i'm very keen to acknowledge my mistakes and take them forward but we're all human and I'm sure that I'll make more mistakes. Hey, and no. If I do, please do point them out and let me make amends. You're, you, you know what? You're in luck that there is currently another president out in the world who um, has set the bar so low that I'm not <laughs> sure. I'm not sure you'd be able to top it even if you tried. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> no name mentioned. Exactly. Um, speaking of other presidents. Um, 
you, you obviously know and have met and I've seen from Twitter and everything when you're when you're going to certain events you're you're uh, in contact with a lot of form presence of AFPP what's the best advice you've been given so far any any like really key tidbits that you thought god you know what that will that will go with me everywhere I go in this in this role yeah, um, and it, it's actually a very personal one, you know. Mm. It, um, it's come from a couple of them, and they both said it. They both said, look after yourself. Mm. Because when you're president, you're just so conscious that you're trying to be everything to everyone. Yeah. Sometimes you forget yourself, and it, it is exhausting. It can become draining. And I've seen a couple of the presidents, as they've come to the end of the term, they are tiring and flagging. Um, and they said, so, I I mean, I really do try to do that. I'm a bit of an exercise fanatic. Um, yeah. I'm training to become a boogie-bounce instructor on top of everything else. So, <laughs> Amazing. I know. Um, and diet and health. And I love getting out in the hills. But that's resonated with me because if you're not, it's like healthcare practitioners, isn't it? Nurses and ODPs. Mm. If you're not well, how can you expect to look after your patient. Yeah, absolutely. They said to me, if you're not well, how can you expect to lead? Yeah. And lead by example. Yeah, and obviously that that's sort of come into your style as well in terms of uh, delegating out tasks. You've, like you've already mentioned, you've got you know relatively young, uh, energetic uh, trustees, but also you've got um, other people out in the region. You've got people like Heather Darwin um, uh, as a great representative, um, all getting involved in um, trying to push the organisation forward, which must be a nice boon for you. Um, to, to kind of feel like you've you know everyone else has got stuff covered so you can focus on the things that you need to as president and not necessarily keep lots of plates spinning. Exactly. I'm a big believer in succession planning as well. And yeah. as I come from the Northwest, the Northwest regional team of AFPP has been a very successful team. Mm. And part of that is down to we are constantly on the lookout for potential leaders yeah. and potential members to take that team forward. So I'm applying what I learned at region to the national AFPP group. And I'm always on the lookout for anybody who's showing any signs of, you know, being willing and able to take us forward and do more in the AFPP arena. And I think people value that. If you sort of say to people, you know, you've got a skill that we really can use and mm. employ and you'd be very valuable, they love it. Yeah, and also I guess it's about, and obviously hopefully this will serve to to any of our listeners, that, um, that you and, and the AFPP organisation are open for people who you know if they just ask the question and they say to you know they send a, an email in and say i'm interested in this is there any way i can get involved if they do that they are likely to get a response that will be positive and they will they will be brought brought on board and brought into the team and 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 their skills will be sort of utilized absolutely um i won't name any names but i was just talking to somebody recently who's become um, a surgical care practitioner mm. and again looking at how the, she, she can take that role forward and what can we do to forward it and she emailed into ASPP what can I do to be involved and I met with her recently at a study day mm. um, to discuss that so that is certainly on my agenda that get this person on board she's willing she's able she's keen mm. let's harness that and take it forward This is Danny Corrine, and you're listening to Pipcast. 
Fantastic. And that's another way I'm doing that. I mean, I'm trying to get around every single regional study day. Um, <laughs> it's always possible, but I've got two years to get there. But I really want to get in touch with members, talk to them. What do you want? What What do you want from me? What do you want from AFPP? What do you want to do with AFPP? Maybe what you need, and maybe this 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 is my suggestion, my my helpful suggestion for the future presidency is every president should receive a president's passport, and every president has to get a stamp from every single region uh, in their president passport with a, maybe a picture of the event they attended, and that that can oh, go. Oh, what a good idea! That could go on for the future. <laughs> I might take that forward. There we are. See, you can have that Excellent. one for free, Tracy. That's no problem. <laughs> um, no, and, that's a really good idea, but. For me, that's really important that I do that. Uh, and if I can't even get, get to the study day, at least get to the region and meet yes, the regional exactly. team at yeah. some point so that I can talk to each and every one of them. Uh, it's, it's, it's really fantastic. It's really refreshing to have um, uh, to, to, to have you on. And we, we spoke to Adrian a, a couple of times, but obviously we were very much in our infancy, um, so couldn't necessarily get his views on this. And, and I'm sure he was very much the same. But it's really good to hear uh, from a president of a of a big organisation and, and, and hear how accessible they are or how, how they want to be seen. So, Tracy, thank you very much for that. Um, we'll go into sort of the last question in terms of your future strategy, we are a podcast focused primarily, yes, on on ODPs, but also the rest of the theatre world. Um, how does your presidency uh, fit around um, ODPs and their future strategy as well? We've obviously you're on the you're on the board um, looking at um, PGDs, which has had thanks to Brexit from what I'm told and, and the new health minister we've got has, has been somewhat on the back burner. But what what's in the pipeline for ODPs as part of your presidency? Yeah, so we're looking at that. I'm also engaging with um, the Allied Health um, Professions, Suzanne Raystreet. I've got mm. conversations with her coming up. Perfect. We've already been speaking to a member of her team about the workforce and future planning for ODP, yeah. looking at curriculum, looking at how we can enhance the role of ODPs. I mean, for me, it's really, really sad that they're being hampered in progression because of some silly legislation that should have been dealt with ages ago. Mm. So busy ferreting away at that, um, trying to fight the barriers. There was a recent advert um, in um, a, for a job, and it talks about theatre practitioners, but then, then it says, but you need an NMC qualification. I'm like, oh, yeah. no. So challenging these people, come on. Yeah, There's I... more than NMC nurses working in theatres. You've got ODPs, but not only in theatres. ODPs are wanting to move outside of theatres. Now, that can be a bit of a dual-edged sword because... Yeah. As they move out of theatres, it depletes the theatre workforce. Yeah, absolutely. Or if they want to progress, I see no reason why they can't. One of my ex-colleagues at my local trust is now the matron of theatres as an ODP, and I just think that is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we've got Tom Mann, who's now, I believe, the band seven in, in the emergency department. He now runs the emergency department in Coventry, which is a fantastic ex- achievement. Um, yeah, and um, people are moving into ICUs, yeah. um, endoscopy. So there, there are lots of places where our skills can be mm. utilised. But also I'm very aware that if that does happen, we need to think about who's coming up behind them. So yeah. again, filling the workforce, looking at the nursing associates, looking at theatre assistant practitioners and making them fit for practice. And one of the things we're looking at at AFPP is um, producing a curriculum that is national because at the moment it's yes. piecemeal 
different trusts have different competencies, different standards. Yeah. We need to nationalise it. So I'm going to drive that forward as well to make sure that everywhere, no matter where you're a patient in hospital, you're going to be assured that you're looking after somebody who's got the right skills and the right competencies. Yeah. Um, the other thing with the ODP, as I say, I really do want to promote them internationally because I think there's so many opportunities out there and other countries, they're just missing a ticket. <laughs> so not um, only are you so, going to send us out of theatres, you're going to send us out of the country. <laughs> <laughs> I know, again, it's controversial. <laughs> but I also do a lot of... I mean, I'm, I'm very, very um, concerned about international countries where certainly the lower-income countries, I do a lot of voluntary yeah. work um, in the... Inter- uh, lower income countries and teaching them safe operating room and yeah. again ODPs have a role in this absolutely um, to sort of support that and it, it's a bit like if you give a starving man a fish you'll feed him for a day but if you teach him how to fish you'll feed him for life so we're going out there and we're teaching the practitioners out there how to teach each other safe operating Perfect. room practice so that's part of my agenda as well and I think ODP has a big place in that Amazing. It's fantastic. I mean, I totally agree with you, and I will happily get on my soapbox to talk about, um, particularly with uh, some employers, how non-medical prescribing seems to be a barrier when it is such oh, a small yeah. such a small part of some jobs that you... It is, you, it is. You, you and do... to just say that somebody can't apply for a job. But what I say to people, and I mean, a lot of the roles I've got throughout my career, mm. I've been aspirational. Yeah. I've looked at the job description, and I haven't ticked all the boxes. But you know what, I've gone for it anyway and thought, well, if I don't try, I won't get it. What's the worst that can happen? They'll say to me, sorry, you don't fit the criteria. But I've got myself in there and I've sold myself and said, actually, I don't have that, but I've got this. And and ODPs really need to do that. It's hard because it's got to come from them. But I'm going to be there at our side as well, fighting and challenging all these job descriptions and roles that are saying, well, actually, no, an ODP can't do it. Actually, yes, an ODP can do it. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm really glad that that's, that's coming. And I'm glad to hear that you're working with um, Susan Raystrick at, at AHP as well, because I think you're right that we as it's really disheartening and I think ODPs kind of give up because they feel like they are going against a machine so you know they have to appeal to an entire trust it feels like in order to get the job that they want um, and that could be quite and I daunting say there, if, they want, if they're coming up against that and they want some support and even if it's just a testimonial or for me as president to write to that organisation mm. and say come on and I can do that because I can say I've got the skills of a nurse and an ODP and I know where the crossover is, I know what mm we can both do yeah absolutely and I, I definitely we did a piece um a while ago that we spoke to tom Mann, um and we did a piece where we i called up several different uh, recruiting departments who were recruiting uh, nurses for a for a and e um and some wouldn't even consider odp uh at all as a profession uh, and some when you talked to them and you said the skill set that we had all of a sudden it was almost like a light went off and they realised, oh, there's a whole other profession that we could potentially be recruiting from here for our staff shortages. Um, and it was really interesting. It was just a fact of, and I have no problem with people just being slightly ignorant to what our role is because we aren't necessarily a big, well-promoted role. So um, it's just good to see that when they are told about it, they will change their behaviour or change their recruiting strategies. Absolutely. And for me, every opportunity, I think actually that's a better opportunity. If somebody doesn't know who we are and what we do, yeah. that's because we can educate them Absolutely. the harder ones are the ones who do know who we are and what we do and still say no they're yeah. the challenge yeah and 
and so lastly i'll say uh, we've got odp day coming up on the 14th of may um what are you doing anything in particular for it i know afpp probably has events going around um the country like they did last year with different regions and stuff are you doing anything specific for it yeah, um, last year I went up to um, Teesside University to support them with their ODP yeah. day. This year I'm staying at my own university, which hey, is hey. UCLan in Boston, and we're putting on events. We're going to have a bake-off, we're going to have a stall in the foyer of the university, um, we're going to get all the AFPP supporting materials, yeah. so we're going to have banners and things like that to support Perfect. it. Um, I'm also conscious, though, that it's International Nurses Day two days before, Ooh. so AFPP are also promoting that so it's like dual celebration my word but yeah definitely as personally i'll be supporting new clan this time yeah um but maybe next year i'll move around to somewhere else again spread perfect. spread the word perfect that sounds that sounds it sounds outstanding um tracy thank you very much for your support thank you very much for chatting to us on this i hope our listeners um uh, have enjoyed your chat i hope they're um more than happy and enthused to um to get involved with AFPP. If people wanted to get in contact with you, do you have a contact email they could send or do they go through the membership to get in contact with you? You can do either. You can go through membership yeah. or my AFPP email is Tracy, so that's T-R-A-C-E-Y yeah. dot Williams yeah. at AFPP dot org dot UK perfect and if they want to get you on twitter it is afpp underscore president at the moment yes fantastic and i've also got one on facebook but i can't remember off the top of my head what it is if you <laughs> that's fine i'll find it i'll find it in the show notes and i will i will link it in uh, to our show notes if people want to get in touch with you um but uh from us thank you very very much tracy it's been a fantastic to talk to you and we'll catch up with you soon thank you it's been a pleasure that was my track with Tracy um always enjoy speaking to Tracy um I first met her at uh, the SHU conference a couple of years ago now um got all the time in the world for Tracy she's been a fantastic um just a fantastic person to chat to but um I think she's really going to be a good present I know Justin's a big fan of Tracy a big fan of the fact that she's both an ODP and a nurse um I mean part of the reason we um we started Pipcast was to uh, break down some barriers, uh, bring a bit of unity to theatres as well as promoting the ODP role. Um, I'm glad to see that's one of her big championing causes as, as part of being president of the AFPP. So really, really happy to um, uh, to have her on the show and, and hope to hear from more of her. Um, if you go into conference, you'll hear her speak there. You'll Obviously, she's very approachable. If you want to get uh, in touch or, 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 or get active within the AFPP, feel free to go through membership or, or contact Tracy through one of the links that we've provided in our show notes. Um, now, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the uh, smoke plume petition that's being championed by the AFPP. Uh, they've really uh, picked it up and trying to campaign for it. Uh, we need 10,000 signatures. Uh, please click on the link on our show notes or just go to any of our social media or go onto the AFPP social media or just search for the surgical smoke plume petition and please sign it. Uh, you know, we know that surgical smoke, smoke plumes contain carcinogens. Um, whether or not we have had anyone who has directly 
had currently a, a, a cancer that's caused by it, why do we need to wait till then? Why are we going to wait until someone gets a disease that was entirely preventable or at least reducible uh, by getting proper smoke evacuation? So uh, get online, get signing this petition, go around, get your um, colleagues to at least sign up a sign-up sheet and then you can enter their details for them online. Um, try and do that let's try and get some signatures let's get to 10,000 let's get it in parliament let's stop talking about brexit for a second and and try and talk about something that's actually going to improve um people's uh lives and well-being and stuff like that and get this petition sorted uh, meanwhile if you want to get in touch about anything you've heard uh today if you want to come on the show talk about uh, anything you're doing if you're doing anything unique in the world of the operating theater if you're an odp uh that's got a new initiative uh maybe you're doing something special for your colleagues maybe you've invented something we would love to hear from you please get in contact with us at odb pipcast uh, on twitter and on instagram search for pipcast on facebook or email us odppipcast at gmail.com um we would love to hear from you we'd love to see you on the show uh, going forward um we will have another few uh, hopefully exciting announcements coming up uh, regarding PIPcast. Obviously, you know we're, we're going to be at the AFPP conference this year, um, but a few developments that we've had in the pipeline for a while. Hopefully, they'll be coming out in the next couple of weeks. Um, but we are heading towards the end of the series. We've got a couple of episodes left uh, before we pack up for the summer. But the summer brings with it uh, one of our favourite aspects of the show, um, which is where we get the viewers to and listeners to send in their mini podcast to us, um, and we put it out there, and we have a competition, and we see who's uh, who's has proved the most popular. Um, the series last year, uh, the Piplet series we did last year, was really really successful. We had some fantastic entrants. Um, and we would love to do it again. So if you're interested, if you have an idea for a podcast or a piece that you would like to do, something anywhere between 5 and 15 minutes of audio on something you're interested in, or maybe you want to interview someone that interests you, do it. Send it to us. Send it to odppipcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear it. We'd love to feature it. We're going to put the piplets out through the summer. Um, as many as we can get, we will put out. Um, and at the end, we will have a competition. Uh, we will have a prize. Uh, and, uh, you know, there'll be pipcast badges involved, I'm sure. Um, but the piplet series, we are, you know, we are planning to come back. Uh, but for that, we need you. So, if you are interested, or if you just want, uh, if if you're interested but you're not sure what to do and you want to ask us, then feel free to get in touch. odppipcast at gmail.com or at odppipcast on Instagram or Twitter, or just search for Pipcast on Facebook. As for today's episode, from me, that's goodbye. Pipcast.